Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Tatiana. Tatiana wears many hats on a daily basis. I feel you. I'm right there with you. Every time I answer the question on a bio and I'm like, well, this could go a hundred different ways. I do so many things. Um, She is a mother, project manager, fitness competitor, and certified personal trainer and wellness coach. Tatiana's journey to health and balance came out of necessity. She was unhappy over her healthy weight in a toxic relationships and too career focused. She had always known what it meant to look healthy, but she had to learn what it overall wellness meant. She had learned to let go of the negative negativity in her life, set clear goals and focus on what was important. Negativity release is so important. Um, Today, Tatiana is empowered, happy and loving life. Her goal is to inspire others and equip them with the tools to live a happy, healthy, balanced life. Our, our goals here are, are pretty aligned. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm like, I, I want to help women, busy women be the best version of themselves, which includes happy, healthy, exactly. and all that, that good jazz. So in your bio, you talk a little bit about some obstacles you had to overcome. So tell us a little bit about your story. Like what brought you to where you are today? Because, you know, fitness competitor, some people might see that and be like, oh, she's probably always been healthy, but that's not the case. No, not at all. So um, growing up, I was an athlete, right? So most of us have some sport. We, you know, I was a dancer, I ran track. Um, And then I went to college on a military scholarship. Um, Trans, like transition into like real world working, you realize quickly that like, if you're not training every day, your body cannot eat the same. Um, so I was eating like I was in college, <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't training like I was in college. Um, and then I found myself surrounded by like, not the best people. I was in a toxic relationship. There was um, some emotional abuse there. Then I didn't have like you know, your core people around you. Um, Mm -hmm. I just didn't have a strong core around me. And so I put on some weight. Um, For me, everybody's healthy weight is different. And so my frame is fairly athletic. And so when I put on weight, it's not cute. Like it's in the face, in the stomach. I have no boobs. That's not where (laughs) it's going. You know what I mean? So it was like, and I'm just big, you know, and it's like my body, it wasn't good for me, right? I come from thick women. I just don't carry the thick, cute. Like, <laughs> so I was uncomfortable in my own body. And um, I actually had two really close friends who didn't know each other pass away within three weeks of each other. Oh, wow. During this period. And they're my age. I'm only 34. So this was like, oh my gosh, this was like six years ago now. And that was kind of like my light bulb. And I literally got on an airplane and I flew back East to my best friend's house and I sat on her couch for a weekend. And I was like, this has to change. And sometimes you got to reset yourself and you got to go back to like whatever your happy place is. Um, I'm very grounded in my faith, but sometimes even that when you're by yourself, sometimes you can like forget that you even have that. So it took that airplane ride all the way back to the East coast to sit on my my person's couch and like come to the realization that like, no, something's got to change. You got to get back to you. And that's when I discovered bodybuilding. 
and I found a Jamie Easton program on bodybuilding.com. It's like this 12-week program where you like start lifting weights. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like this. Um, and once I started like changing my body and like paying attention to myself, I'm still working. But what I did in this, when I was going through the hard time emotionally, I embedded myself in my job because that's what was consistent. I was getting raises. I was getting attaboys. Um, my job was where my happiness was coming from, but I was still eating and living out of a suitcase and traveling and, you know, doing all that. And so as I started training, it was easier for me to, I found that working out was an empowering thing for me. It like, you know, releases those happy endorphins and all that. And we feel good, but it was more than like the physical change. It was the mental and emotional transition. Um, and then I just started cleaning up my life. Like I started cleaning up shop <laughs> and here I am. Like, and so when I started, I got pregnant um, at, on my journey of health and wellness. And then I went through and I had a regular pregnancy. I gained those 43 pounds of McDonald's. <laughs> um, McDonald's and nacho cheese. Let me tell you, I don't know what it is about nacho cheese with pregnant people. I loved it. I thought it was the best thing ever. But I gained 43 pounds, <laughs> which isn't really a lot. But when people are like, you only gained 43 pounds, I got lucky because I don't know how I didn't gain more because I, <laughs> I was eating McDonald's. Um, <laughs> so after I had the baby, I just didn't recognize myself. Like mm. your body changes so much after pregnancy. All that beautiful muscle I had put on, gone. I looked like Gumby, but wide, like Gumby's wider cousin. Um, and I didn't like it. And I was like, I had this new baby. I was exhausted. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And then I was like, okay, Tatiana, take a deep breath. You have to be happy so you can take care of this baby. So then we start training for our first competition, me and the baby together. Like I have pictures <laughs> of her in the gym with me, in her stroller. Um, you'll see pictures now, even like she's three years old now and she goes to the gym. She says, let's go to the play club. So it's become kind of our thing. Um, and that's how my journey into competing started was it was my way to get back in shape. And now I'm in the best shape of my life, to be honest, like I've never looked better. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to be 34 and compete against 20 year olds and be like, Hey, yeah. 34. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I, I mean, yes, because I see some 20 sums that are like, you know, bodybuilding. I'm like, that's great. But once you hit like your 30s, your metabolism does a whole new thing that doesn't quite work that way anymore. It doesn't. And I mean, it's harder. Like I like, honestly, this year, I'm 34. So I'm one year away from masters. Um, which I don't know that I'll compete in masters. If I can win and open, why compete in masters? Um, because they kind of say, oh, those are the older ladies. But the truth is our muscles better and we're more confident on stage, to be honest. Um, but it's always funny when like the 20-somethings are like, oh, I can't believe you're in your 30s. I'm like, yeah, I got a whole job. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole family up in here. <laughs> right. Like even our time management's different, right? Like because we have careers, you know, um, I have Tatiana Monet Fitness, which is, you know, my coaching business. And it's just different. We're not in the, I can't train six, eight hours a day. Like I legit have to schedule everything. Um, and that's that, you know, two hours, me and my baby get to go to the gym together. I do cardio in the morning. Like it's a, as you know, it is a juggling thing. And so when I beat them, it's better. 
Yes. I feel like that in college right now because I'm in college pursuing a degree in psychology and I'm taking classes with these like 18, 19, 20 year olds. Like none of them are really even old enough to drink and they're talking about how stressful their life is. And I'm like, I got a husband. I have four children. I have a business I'm running, a podcast. Like I got all this shit I got going on and you're going to sit here complain to me about how hard your life is? I I had a girl tell me, oh my gosh, I don't know when I'm going to have time to meal prep. I said, okay, what's your schedule like? I have two classes. What? Sweetie, you have two? I, I, took, I took two classes and worked full time. I don't understand what the problem is. Right. <laughs> then you're not that hungry. No. <laughs> Oh man. You're not hungry. I think sometimes with time management, I mean, that's one of the biggest things people struggle with, you know, and they, I always get the question, like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I'm really good at managing my time. So what are your best, like, how do you manage your time? What are your favorite tools or tricks or anything like that so that you can fit it all? Cause you got business, you got kids. Then you have your business. You have all this stuff going on. How, what are your favorite tips and tricks for time management? So my number one trick is my cell phone. Um, so I use a cell phone calendar. Now my cell phone calendar is like my personal stuff. Like in that way, I don't like lose track of, you know, your nail lady and your hair lady hate when you miss appointments. If you do not put them in the calendar, you miss that appointment and you prepay for the appointment. It sucks. Yes. Because I prepay my hair appointments because my lady doesn't take new clients. You know how that goes. Like when you have the mm-hmm. lady that everyone wants to see, you just, you know, prepay. I just schedule mine out like two or like two months in advance because my girl is so booked up. Exactly. And like, I mean, Christina's amazing, but she doesn't even take new people. And so you know how that goes. Like people will say, oh my God, Tatiana, your hair is so great. And I'm like, I can't help you. Like she's not even taking clients. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, my bad. Um, so I use my cell phone for that. And then I have a calendar where I try to write down like business specific stuff. And then, um, and then what I also do is I use Acuity for scheduling clients. And so Hallelujah. I haven't taken as many clients. <laughs> I haven't taken as many clients lately just because I'm in contest prep. So I'm really heavy in my competition prep. So unless you're like already in my group, or um we've talked i'm selecting clients right now you Mm -hmm. know kind of those people um that i can that i know i can work with if that makes sense it makes total sense i actually am because i'm in school full-time and (laughs) running a business Um, and stuff i'm doing the same thing like where i'm picky about what clients that i have you have to like i i personally feel like if you don't even if like even if I wasn't busy, I mean, think of it this way, like everyone's not a good mesh. Um, everyone's not a good fit. And I feel like even if, even with your podcast, I'm sure you get people that like want to come on the podcast and like, it may not be a subject um, that fits or even if the, if the conversation is going to be boring. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I'm sure it's like, not everyone should talk to each other. Like, I don't know how to say that politely, but you know, not everyone meshes. And so I've learned that with clients, not everybody's for me. Um, if you want a quick fix, I can't help you. If like, if you say, you know, I have nothing against like protein shakes or like different programs, as you know, there's a lot of different weight loss aids out there, but I focus on the whole person. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not a therapist, of course, but, you know, as a health coach and personal trainer, you kind of have to look at like your lifestyle. Like if someone comes to me and says, I'm 50 pounds overweight, first of all, I want to know what happened. How do we get there? Right. Like yeah. if we don't understand the story and the journey, how it started, then how can we really affect a positive change for that person? And um, and the other thing is I find is my personality, like my style of coaching. I'm in your business. Like <laughs> we going to be best friends. And because of the way I coach, it's important to me to choose certain types of energy because mm-hmm. I believe that like, you know, spiritual connections and energy is so important. And I can't have clients that drain me. <laughs> I, I agree. I feel like you. People that are very negative. Like you get that person who's just super negative and I'm not, sometimes we're in a place where we need to be pulled out of that. And I feel like there's a difference between I'm sad right now and I insist on being angry and sadness and anger are two different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so dealing with clients as you do, who are just maybe in a bad place and let me help you climb out of that muck, because I feel like that's a strength that like women like us who've been through something one of the greatest gifts you can give to someone else is to help them go through whatever it is they're going through because Mm -hmm. you've been there and so you've shown like with your family your faith whatever it was that helped pull you out of the muck you're now in a position to help someone else come out of it um so I'm always sensitive to that but then there are those people that don't want to come out of it it's the victim mentality yes and I can't do victim because mm-hmm. I'm a woman, you know, as a, you know, I, I'm also a sexual assault survivor. And so being that I've, I know what it's like to be in a victim position, that's something I would never do again. And I refuse to let any other woman feel like she's a victim for anything, anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can't overcome. And if you're willing to go on that journey, then I'm right there with you. But, <laughs> but if you, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. <laughs> so as a sexual assault survivor, I'm not victim survivor. I like the survivor. I'm a survivor sort of thing. Uh, what helped you get out of that? Like what helped you, what has helped you like heal and, and move on from that instead of staying in that place? My faith and my core. Um, so my faith, so I'm, I'm, my dad's a pastor. So I'm a preacher. <laughs> Um, and so I grew up with a strong faith. Like my background is very centered on our faith and our family. Mm -hmm. And so, um, being, having gone through that, it was my dad, like my dad held my hand and my dad, I mean, of course my mom's there, but my dad was there through it all. Like I can remember him. I would have like breakdowns, like no Mm -hmm. joke, emotional breakdowns, or I would lash out. And it was almost like he understood why. And so he would take me to go get a coffee and then we would go sit at the church and we would talk. And of course I went to therapy, but I, I didn't do great in therapy when I was younger. Um, because as a pastor's kid, I'm really good at looking. Okay. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes total Um, sense. I have a teenager right now. (laughs) Yeah. So I looked like everything was fine. And so my mom actually told my dad, she's like, look, she went to therapy. The therapist says she's fine. And my mom's like, but she's hurting. I know she's hurting because she's my child. But I literally went into therapy. I had my makeup done. I had, I looked cute. And I sat there and I talked to the therapist like nothing was wrong. That mm-hmm. poor therapist didn't see what would like. And it's because I'm the oldest of three girls. And I'm a pastor's kid. And I am very good at looking okay. <laughs> so, you know, but it hurt me. 
right? The looking yeah. okay hurts you because oftentimes we don't speak our own truth. And it wasn't until I allowed myself to speak my truth and say, look, this happened to me. It will not end me. It will not break me, but this did happen to me. And now it's time for me to accept that it happened, but then I'm going to use it. And then the question is, how do you use it? You know, um, I do realize that like the assault did affect me later because I, mm -hmm. you know, I have been in some not great relationships um, yeah. with the opposite sex. Um, I was at one point in a physically abusive relationship. I've been in emotionally abusive relationships. Um, and a lot of times and I will say about this and like a lot of women, they question themselves and they say to themselves, well, oh my God, I'm stupid. How did I do this? Men flip the script. Now yeah. I've never dated a woman, so I don't know if women do it too, <laughs> but I can tell you that you'll be in this great relationship with roses and everything's great. But then once they think you got you, they be like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Exactly. I love that. Because I swear that was my relationship with my abusive ex was like, everything's good. Everything's gravy. He actually made me feel bad for him. Like I was going to help him in some way, shape or form because he had like horrible ex-girlfriends and made me feel like, oh, the poor guy, like he needs somebody to love him. And then you, once he had me, man, it was like, boom. <laughs> when I say that to people, they're like, what? I'm like, gotcha, bitch. Like, that's exactly yeah. what I feel like happened. And it's not that you're crazy. It's that people flip the script. The only time you're crazy is when you stay. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that. I believe in choice. And I believe that I choose to be happy. I choose to be empowered and therefore I, I will not allow another person to snatch my power. So I'm a big proponent of respect. And when I say respect, I mean self-respect because if you don't respect self, you can't respect others. And if you don't have respect, how can you love? Um, so, but all of that like shapes you, right? And some of us are big hearted people. Um, and you can, you know, narcissists see you coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they, they see you coming and it's just a matter of you fighting back. And as long as you fight back, you didn't fail. That's the way I look at it. I mean, we, I'm a, and I'm a crazy romantic person. Like I'll probably forever be like the romantic, like I believe in love. I believe in all of that, but you got to believe in self. <laughs> I feel you. I'm, I'm just like that too. Like I've always been the crazy romantic telling my mom, like all this cool stuff was going to happen to me, but I'm the big hearted person, right? Narcissists saw me coming. Like my dad is a narcissist. Like I have had narcissists in my life all, all the way up until I met my husband. And he's like the complete opposite. I don't know. I kind of like fell into that. Like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> That's how it always happens. <laughs> right? Um, so you've been through this trauma you went through these different relationships that were really not good for you, surrounding yourself with people that were really not good for you. And then you had this, this like pivotal moment where you sat with your friend and you're like, something needs to change. What was, what was the first, first step? Was your first step getting right with you? Was the first step shedding off these people that weren't good for you? Where did you start? So I am what I call a hibernator. Um, I legit will like disappear. Um, and I will deal with self. I am very good at, and it's been over time, of just cutting off the world and doing what's necessary. So like, I legit just won't answer my phone. I am that person. And so at the time I was living with someone and I just requested travel. Like I worked. 
And, and it wasn't in a sad way. Like before it was in a, like, let me just like run from the problem. This time it was like, focus on you, focus on your personal growth and continue to work. Um, and in the meantime, my, you know, my mom's like, well, if you're going to get out of the situation, you got to be smart about it. And my mama didn't raise no fool. I had to put money away and, <laughs> and I had to be ready to go, you know? And so that's what I did. I worked and I worked on myself because you can't fix another person. You can tell them what the problem is. You can cry. Because as you know, I'm a sassy woman. I will cry. I will scream. I will curse, um, throw things. And then you get to a point as a woman that you're like, why am I doing all this? Like, why am I? They will make you feel like you're crazy. Right. And I realized I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Like, you're crazy because you think I'm going to stick through this. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy because... I may have forgotten who I was for a minute. You obviously don't know who I am, but now she's back, you know? And sometimes you got to look in the mirror and look at yourself and say, I'm, I am Tatiana and I deserve better than this. And that's what happened. Like, and once I like find myself again, because sometimes I fall, we all do it, right? We have moments Mm -hmm. where we lose ourselves. We forget who we are. And you got to look in the mirror and you say, I know who the F I am. (laughs) And you have to like, and if somebody in, the way I look at it is don't dim your light for anyone else. And that sounds so cliche, but I feel so often as women, we do it. Yeah. We dim our shine to make other people, even if it's not your significant other, even like friends I've seen I, women, we've done it. We do it for friends to make other people feel comfortable in their mediocrity. Um, and I hate that. I mean, I hate to sound like I'm, I don't mean I'm better than anyone, but I mean that I know what I'm worth, right? And so mm-hmm. I refuse to dim my shine. And if you can't handle my shine, get out of my sun. Like, <laughs> get out of my solar system, you know? And that's what I did. He couldn't handle my solar system. It, what happens is as you start to be more um, secure in yourself and you start to speak your truth, people who aren't meant to be there anymore disappear. Very true. They Very just true. They, they are uncomfortable. When you're uncomfortable, then... Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of that. I really have seen a lot of that. Um, cause over, I would say over the last five years, I, I've had extreme changing changes mm-hmm. like with myself where I'm like, this is who I am. I don't give a shit. And every year I discover something new where I'm like, this is my new thing that I'm like now, like one level above where I was like last year. That's awesome. But some people can't handle that, right? They want you to stay in that little box that they built for you. And they want you to be this person that they've built up in their head. And a lot of times people that I knew from college or high school or any of those things now see me and we're not close anymore because they can't handle that I'm a different person. Like that's not who I am. Now I'm comfortable with who I am. Right. Now, now I'm going to swear and now I'm going to tell you how I'm for equality and being kind to people and, you know, all of those things where, you know, some people are like, oh, you need to tone it down. Maybe you need to bite your tongue a little bit. No, no, I don't. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I'd rather not. Um, so you found, you found yourself and you left the, this toxic relationship and you, you got into a more healthy, healthy routine. What would you say has been your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining a healthy routine? I mean, besides the pregnancy with the McDonald's, I totally feel you because my oldest daughter, it was KFC twisters back when KFC had these twisters. Girl, I would eat those all the time, all the time. So I completely feel you on that. So let's uh, let's forget that little piece in the middle. <laughs> what was the hardest times, you know, when you were working on yourself on the other times? 
Um, probably when life hits. And so um, relationships are just hard. Um, transition is hard. And so my biggest thing is I like food and I tend to be what we call an emotional eater in my profession. Oh, me too. And so um, when I'm sad, I eat. When I'm happy, I eat. The key for me is not gorging. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's one thing to eat a couple cookies. It's another thing to sit there and eat the whole bag of cookies because you think you're going to feel better. And the yeah. truth is only thing that happens is your stomach hurts and then you can't poop for two days <laughs> and then the scale bounces, right? Like you step on the scale, you gain six pounds. It's water, like common sense in my coaching experience tells me it's water, but by God, you would swear I gained six pounds in 24 hours. Cause I will tell myself that I gained six pounds in 24 hours. Um, at one point this last fall, and I haven't written about this yet, so you haven't seen it in my group yet, but I gained, I got up to 167 this past fall, 167. Now at 5'7", that doesn't sound like a lot, but again, on my frame, 167 with no training, I was just eating. Girl, I had a client ask me if I was pregnant and I was like, and I was like, and you're, you're a trainer. Yeah. You're a personal trainer. You're a coach. And so there's this standard, right, that we have for ourselves. And you've seen my IG. So there's, I kind of have a standard, but like, that's going to be next where I'm going to tell the story where like, literally I gained a lot of weight because life happened. Um, and I allowed life to kind of hit me up a little bit, kind of punch me a little bit. And so I was eating my feelings. And then it was about November where I was like, stop, Tatiana. Like, you need to get it together. Like, my clothes weren't fitting. Girl, when your Lululemon leggings don't come all the way up your butt. Yeah, that's a, that's a time. There needs to be an intervention there. Right? Like, I'm like a size four to a six. Lululemon, Lululemon and LuLaRoe leggings. Like, the LuLaRoe leggings, you know, the one size. Yeah. Those go up to like a size, what, 10 or 12? Something like that, yeah. When they don't fit. Like that's a problem. When you're wearing them and they're sitting at the top of your butt instead of all the way up like they're supposed to, I was like, okay, you need to get your life. Like, <laughs> you need to get, because not only is it affecting your health, how you feel about yourself, it's now affecting my brand and my business. It's mm-hmm. affecting, now I'm hiding from the camera because my face, because I'm carrying in my face and I'm hiding from the camera because like when I do my cooking videos, I look squatty from here up. You know what I mean? Like it was just, girl not good. I completely understand. So I reached out to my coach. So I, so even though I'm a coach and a trainer, I have a coach. Yes. And a trainer. So I reached out to Ingrid and I said, Ingrid, I was in tears crying. And I said, I have let my body go. Like my body is not good. I, I didn't compete at all last year. So 2017 was a year off. I didn't do anything. I was still nursing my daughter. She nursed until she was three. Um, and I, but I took that year off and I convinced myself it was because I wanted my body to have rest. That's not why it's, it was just a mess. Like <laughs> it was just, it was a mess. Um, and Ingrid was like, let's get you back on prep. Let's see what we can do. So I went into a 16 week prep. I did my first show March 17th. I placed dead last. Um, but it didn't matter that I placed dead last. What I did was I got down to 153 pounds and I was starting to get a glimpse of like the old, the last, you know, first last season competition, like competition body. And then, but it's even the foundation was better. So my next show is May 5th. Woo-woo. And 
funny story is that my weight is only about three pounds under last stage weight. And I'm leaner though. Like it's crazy. Like my body is something I'm in a different space. Like, you know, I, I'm just in a different mind space and your body responds to that. And your mind, like your mind is such a strong driver in everything you do. And mm -hmm. like, because, but I had to hit bottom. Like yeah. it's crazy. Cause and everybody's bottom is different. But when I hit bottom, like something clicks and I was like, okay, you know what you gotta do. You hit bottom. That's okay. Let's do this. Like it's time to do this. And so that's where I'm at. Like I hit bottom. Now we're, we're shooting towards this next show, May 5th. And then I'm hoping to walk on national stage this year and, you know, represent for all the grownups, <laughs> all the grownups. Woo woo. And yes, I'm going to be linking up your IG in the show notes so everybody can follow along with your journey and see how you're doing. And I want to point out for anybody listening, one of the reasons that I literally don't weigh myself, I literally, I mean, I might weigh myself like three times a year because I, unless my clothes are not fitting right, I, it's, it plays mind games with you, that scale does. And fat takes up more space than muscle does. So your yes. body composition is different. You could be the same weight and two different times, but it will be different depending on how much fat versus muscle and all that right. stuff. So that, I mean, unless you, you, unless you're competing or you have something going on or your clothes aren't fitting right. Oh, don't let that scale play mind games with you. It just does. You know, you're I, like, like you said, Oh, I gained six pounds in a day. No, you didn't. Exactly. Well, I tell clients all the time. I say, consider the scale like that girlfriend who's jealous of you. You know, everyone had one that girlfriend who was mean to you because she was jealous. And maybe when you were younger, you didn't know that was her problem, but she was just jealous. The scale is that mean girlfriend who never tells you you're pretty. Yeah. The scale is mm -hmm. never going to say what you want it to say. It's always going to be off by a pound. It's always, I mean, water fluctuations, carb loading. There's so many variables. Ignore her. Like, like, like you said, unless you're doing something competitive or like you notice that your jeans aren't fitting right or something like that, then I wouldn't even step on the scale. I use the scale with clients as a variable because mm -hmm. I want to know, but I want to know all variables. I want measurements. I, yes. can't, I can't work with just the scale because my waist right now is under 25 inches. I weigh 150 pounds. Uh, two years ago, last time I stepped on stage was June of, June of 2016. I stepped on stage at 133 pounds. My waist was 25 inches, 25 and a quarter. My waist is smaller right now, 15 pounds, almost 15 pounds heavier. Yeah. But I I'm weigh about the same as you do. And I will tell you my waist size is not the same. <laughs> 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 I am also not a fitness competitor. Uh, I actually, when I first, I, when I first got into working out, oh, I don't know. It was about five years ago and I hadn't really worked on myself, but I just thought like working out and losing weight was going to be the end all be all. I lost a lot of weight, but I lost a little too much. I became like obsessed with what was going in my mm -hmm. mouth. Like when I say obsessed, I mean obsessed. Like I wouldn't go to people's houses unless I knew what they're serving me. I wasn't going to go out to dinner unless I knew, you know, what was in the food. It became obnoxious to where like my husband didn't even want to take me out anywhere in public because it was just, I was ridiculous. And it was like, uh, it was a problem. It was a serious problem. And I got so, so small for my, I mean, for my frame, I'm, I'm not athletic build. I'm more of like a, a curvy girl build <laughs> is, um, you know, 
I, my collarbone was sticking out. Like you could literally see like these things where you're like, oh my gosh, she looks sick. Um, and now I feel like I've gotten, I mean, I've definitely gotten way past up that point, but now I'm getting to the point where I'm more comfortable with where I'm at and my body and how it feels where I can eat. I don't want to say I can eat what I want because I can't. That's just not the truth. But I'm not <laughs> obsessed about my food. And I, I eat more intuitively where I'm like, yeah. you know what? Today's like a good day for like a really bomb salad with some goat cheese and all this stuff in it. Or maybe tomorrow it will be something different. Uh, maybe tomorrow it's leftovers. I don't know because we're having like Kung Pao zoodles. So that sounds great. <laughs> Chicken zoodles. Um, so it's like one of those things where I would say I eat healthy like 90% of the time, but then I, I allow myself those opportunities to have my wine or have, I have dark chocolate hiding in my freezer from my family where I allow myself a little piece every day. I'm like, that's my like jam. Cause I'm an emotional eater like you, but I've learned like if I can work through my emotions, I do well with that. And I don't really go to that point, but I really want people to know like, Yes, you and I weigh about the same. I don't know. I haven't weighed myself in a long time, so I may not weigh exactly 150 pounds. But last I weighed myself, I did. Um, but our body types look different, and that doesn't mean either one of us are, like, doing it wrong. Like, you know, right. we, right. if you're taking care of yourself, you feel good, your clothes are fitting right, you don't have any serious health issues, you're not binge eating bags of Lay's potato chips, you, you're probably doing all right. Just ignore that damn scale. So what are some tips that you yes. give your clients? I'm like, I'm sitting here like doing your job for you. <laughs> what are some tips you give your clients? <laughs> one of the big things is we work on intuitive eating. That's like one of the first steps. One of the first steps is intuitive eating. And the way we get to intuitive eating is I start with like a basic, depending on what their goals are. Um, I use dietitian approved meal planning. Um, and so some of my clients have a specific meal plan based on their goals because they want, they don't want to guess, like they just want to, yeah, Tatiana, tell me what to do. Um, those clients, they get a meal plan and I don't starve them because I'm also, because I'm a postpartum specialist, um, I have to be very careful because most of my clients are mamas and a lot of them are breastfeeding. Um, and it's imperative that we are modeling healthy eating habits yes. and by healthy I mean, not because we eat greens. I'm talking healthy as in, like you were talking about balancing. We don't want to create, you know, what's the word? Eating disorders in our children because exactly. they're mimicking what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so um, we focus on intuitive eating. And so everyone will start off with some kind of a meal plan, be it a set meal plan or a um, basic outline, right? Where it's like, okay, depending on your goals, you want to get at least 20 grams of protein per meal. You want to have at least one cup of vegetables and you want to be intuitive with your carbs. Cause honestly it's the, and I don't count green veggies as carbs. That's sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are my carb. Yes. Sweet potato, <laughs> white potatoes. Like actually I, my, I was with a, with one of my girlfriends who's also a client and she was like, it's the fries. I was like, okay, stop eating fried potatoes. Let's start with that. You know what I mean? You can still, cause she was like, I'm going to go no carb next week. Don't go no carb. Why are we going no carb? Stop eating French fries. Like, you know what I mean? And you don't have to go extreme. Cause I feel like in a world of keto, low carb, um, what is it? What's the other the one? The 21 day fix. Uh -oh. <laughs> I used to be a beach body coach. So that's how I know that one. Anyone can lose weight, and I'm not saying this down any program, but anyone can lose weight in a deficit where you're on a 1,300 calorie diet. 1,300 right. calories, 
So there's something called a basal metabolic rate. That's the rate at which your body needs to burn. That's the calories your body needs to just exist. Like if you and I sit in our chairs all day, do nothing, but just sit there, that's your BMR, right? My BMR is 1400. So it takes me because, and once you get more muscle, your BMR goes up because muscle just burns more calories. So my BMR is about 1,400, 1,450 right now. If you feed me 1,300 calories and I'm walking around, yes, I'm going to lose weight. Why? Because I'm in a deficit. And so things like that are great initially, but long term. They're not sustainable. That's not sustainable. And so um, that's why... I teach intuitive eating. We start with, okay, this is your meal plan. And then I give them resources like um, portion control. Um, what are your like goal setting? So all of my clients have access to different modules and they go through these modules and it kind of, that's the coaching piece, the health coaching piece. It helps them to learn and how, how their life and their lifestyle affects their overall wellness. Mm-hmm. And like nutrition is just a piece, right? Nutrition is yeah. part of it. But then there's, attitude um there's lifestyle there's exercise there's just so many other factors there's spiritual health um and that doesn't and you don't have to be religious to worry about your spiritual health because like Mm -hmm. you know i you still have a soul you know you have to worry about that whole piece that energy whatever you want to call it i call it the physical mental and emotional yes it's all there and so I try to help them walk through that. And like I said, like I, I'm more, I'm like a therapist um, with an MBA in finance. So it's really funny. Because <laughs> my project management job is very um, analytical, very, mm-hmm. you know, hard data focus. And then my coaching job is where I'm allowed to be more the nurturer and be more um, me. <laughs> the fun start. So my coaching job's the fun job. And then I love working with mamas who are trying to like rebuild their core and things like that. So, um, but I always tell them, be gracious with yourself because mm-hmm. I feel like we forget that it took you nine months to grow a child. Um, so one of the things I get all the time is, oh, my baby's three weeks, six weeks old and I want to start losing weight. Why? What? Mm-hmm. Especially if you had a C-section, that ain't happened forever. (laughs) No. And this is the thing. Hormonal fluctuations take place for the first year. And a lot of Mm -hmm. women don't realize that. It takes a year to recover from childbirth. Yes, we walk, because I had a natural unmedicated labor and I was walking around the next day. Um, But to say I was good, like my, I had pelvic issues I didn't know about. I had diastasis recti, I didn't know. And that's the abdominal separation. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I had been training. And the other thing I tell people, whether you co- train with me or, because I do a lot of online training, whether it's me or someone else, talk to someone who understands the postpartum body, the mm-hmm. postpartum mind and the postpartum shift. Because a lot of trainers will just give you a meal plan. They'll give you an exercise plan. And then they're yelling at you because they don't understand. And then mm-hmm. you are doing exercises that aren't healthy, like push-ups. Push-ups postpartum without being checked is problematic. Planks, like there's just a lot of things that trainers do because everybody's not a specialist. And that mm-hmm. is why um, that's my biggest piece of advice. Don't just go pick a, you know, a random coach. Um <laughs> Because even for me, like I was doing crunches with diastasis and that's a no, no, oh, I didn't know any no. better. I no. did not know. 
And then when I've learned better, my new, my current coach, he took them out. Like I have no ab work in my program. I got a six pack though, <laughs> but, that's, but that's nutrition, yes. you know, it's nutrition. It's not, you know, it wasn't mechanics. You do enough squats and you eat right. You'll get a six pack. It's also genetic to be fair. Yeah. Um, I don't have the genetics. Cause even at my smallest, there was no, there was like a four pack. <laughs> you got a four. So not, not everybody carries six. Yeah. Um, some girls will only get four. And so I always tell people, you know, genetics do play a factor in like what optimal body composition looks like. Of course, we take our genetics and we build and mm-hmm. we never use them as an excuse. Right. But if that's your leanest, you don't have six. You're not getting six. No. You got four. Be happy with them four. you earned them. <laughs> that's how I and, feel. And I also, the other thing I tell my clients, and this is important, um, love yourself at every phase of the journey. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not where you want to be today, you should be proud of yourself for making the decision to, to transform. And transformation should be continual. Because if we stop changing and stop learning, then what is there left to do? So that's the biggest thing is I want people, I want women to love themselves at every stage. You're not going to, none of us are perfect. Um, and it's okay to not be perfect, but I think that we have to embrace the journey and enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> so if women are listening and they're like, okay, you're preaching to the choir here, Tatiana, or I'm expecting a baby and I'm totally going to want some of this help. Uh, what is your group? Like it's on Facebook, right? Yes. So I have a, a group. It's um, called TMF, uh, Well-Balanced and Healthy Living. And you can find us on Facebook. And then um, I also am on Instagram. My Instagram is very active. You will see me on Instagram quite a bit yep. because it's easy. Um, <laughs> and that's just Tatiana Monet Fitness. Um, you can send me a message. I, you know, I'd love to s- set up a time to talk um, and see if and how I can help. Um, but yeah, the group is awesome because you can ask questions and the ladies are very supportive. I also have VIP groups. So some clients are in different like programs and depending mm-hmm. on what program you're in, you join the VIP group and those ladies are even more helpful because they've been around for a bit and they are just very supportive of each other. So if there's all- what, one thing that you could leave the audience with that maybe we've covered or we haven't covered, what would you want them to know? only obstacle that you can't overcome is your own mind. Once you can control your mind, once you purpose in yourself to be successful, to be happy, whatever it is that goal is, then you can achieve it. But you have to overcome your own mind. Your mind is your biggest obstacle. I love Everything that. else is secondary. So true. So true. I think that's the hardest part, right? That's part of the reason that I want to become or get my degree in psychology is because I feel like we know how to eat right for the most part. I mean, yes, there's all these diets and everything like, but we know how to eat right. Whole foods, real foods that came from like the ground or a specific, (laughs) you know, it looks like, it looks kind of like where it came from. Like it's not all this package crap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, we know how to exercise. Yes. There's variation on what would be better for your body type and stuff like that. We know we need enough sleep. But when it comes to our mental health, man, we struggle with that one. Yes. Yes. Well, Tatiana, thank you so much for coming on today and applying to be on the podcast because you applied <laughs> and now I, I get to chat with you, which makes me so happy because I seriously, man, if I didn't have this application process, 
I wouldn't even know where to look because I'm like, there's so many people. How do I choose? <laughs> so it makes it so much easier for me. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspire Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.